Did you know Super Awesome Mix has an app? Go to the Apple App Store today and download Super Awesome Mix. It's free. You could start creating and sending your own digital mixtapes in just a few clicks. Also, there's links to our Instagram account and a link where you can follow your favorite podcast. Speaking of which... Welcome back to another super awesome mix. This is Matt Sidhome without Samer this week. Of course, we're on break for a couple of weeks, but we wanted to share with you guys some bonus tracks that we recorded for some of our mixes throughout the year. So first off, we've got four bonus tracks from our Women Who Rock mix. Welcome back to our bonus tracks for your super awesome mix still on the theme of Women Who Rock, four more tracks, two chosen by me, two chosen by Samer. Yes, um, I'm really glad that we got bonus tracks because as we discussed in the main episode, um, again, still not exhaustive, even with these extra extra four here. <laughs> That's today. right. Um, but it was nice to, to get some wiggle room to add some others who absolutely uh, deserve to be here. So I'm going to kick things off with your first track. You've got Because the Night by Patti Smith Group. And even as I read that out loud, I wanted to sing it <laughs> because it's such, a, it's such an iconic, great song. Um, and it's hard not to. I'm singing it in my head right now. I can hear it. <laughs> no, amazing song. And it's it's funny. This song was one that discover, I discovered by Patti Smith. And then 10,000 Maniacs redid this one uh, in the 90s. And I think they did it also on their MTV Unplugged, if you remember that show. Um, yes. They did it on there, but it wasn't until years later that I realized the writer of this song was one Bruce Springsteen. There it is. Of course, there it is. I you somehow snuck him somehow. into a women who rock mix. <laughs> How about that? Okay, should get some credit for that. Um, yes. Yeah. Okay. So I don't. Just an amazing song, but it's interesting because Bruce, when he wrote it, was not. Um, you know, didn't think it was a hit, didn't release it, and kind of let Patti Smith run with it, and she kind of turned it into a big hit record for her. And then uh, it was years later, he started performing it in concert himself, and later on an anniversary version of the River album, um, released that along with uh, several other tracks that he had recorded at that time that just were never released. Yeah, no, it's 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 such an amazing, it's so crazy to me, again, speaking to like the music production stories, that she, you know, that he would write the song, kind of be like meh about it. Um, this is actually kind of like the big get for Jimmy Iovine, the, um, you yeah. know, the renowned music producer. If you've ever seen the documentary Defiant Ones, um, this was mentioned in that. And that he kind of was like, hey, Bruce, like, I know you're not really into it, but I've got this other singer that might, you know, do a good job with it. And it became a massive hit. So it's just like, it's just really amazing um, sometimes like these stories of how things come to be, you know, that that it wasn't, you know, wasn't his taste, but she absolutely knocked it out of the park. So good for her. That's great. Well, and just amazing that, you know, Jimmy Iovine would kind of have the, the wherewithal to be like, well, don't get rid of that song. Hold on. I've got somebody who could use it, you know, right. and, yeah. and kind of plug it into, you know, Patti Smith, who who obviously did, did an amazing job with it. Um. All right, your first bonus track. You went with Black Sheep by Canadian band Metric. Yes. Um, vocals done by Emily Haynes. This song, um, 
reminds me actually of the movie Scott Pilgrim versus the World, where the locals are uh, the vocals are done by Brie Larson because um, she plays the the one, uh, one of the exes of of the main character Scott, and I just I I loved that movie. It's like kind of a good rock and roll movie in a way because he's like in a band and there's like a lot of music featured throughout it, and like the opening kind of verse to this you know where she's like hello again friend of a friend i knew you went i'm not gonna sing it um but then it just like hits you know after all of these like kind of um you know lyrics and it just is such a strong opener such an amazing rock song kind of alt rock in that space um so if you've not heard it before this is your your introduction to metric and this is like such a great one to kind of like get amped up and just want to go out and you know conquer the world yeah, I actually had not heard it before because I realized, you know, in doing my research, it was in Scott Pilgrim and I haven't seen Scott Pilgrim. So I found it. It's on Netflix. So I think it's kind of on my list for this weekend nice. to, okay, I got to re- watch Scott Pilgrim because I've heard not just from you, but from others that the music in that is amazing and that it's just a really fun movie. So it is a fun movie. It's like yeah. a comic book come to life, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's done really well. So it's awesome. So no, I, I did like this song, but then I was like, oh, great. There's a movie attached to it. So I'll, uh, I'll have a movie to watch too. Um, it's fun when that happens. Yeah. All right. Let's go to your um, second pick and last pick. You've got Peace of My Heart by Janis Joplin and Big Brother. That's right. Texas's own Janis Joplin from Port Arthur, Texas. Right. She went to high school with um, legendary football coach Jimmy Johnson. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. They went to high school together and actually they sat in alphabetical order. And so it was Johnson and Joplin, like right. just sitting right next to each other. So he's in the NFL Hall of Fame. She's obviously in a, if she's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, she should be, but legendary sure singer. Is, yeah. But it's just wild to think about, you know, the these two kids at a Port Arthur, Texas in the right. same high school class. <laughs> that is amazing. That is really incredible. But you could pick any number of uh, Janis Joplin songs, but I picked uh, Peace of My Heart. I mean, I just love this, and, and just the emotion that you can feel through her vocals um, mm-hmm. are just incredible. So I, I always think of this one first when I think of Janis Joplin. I love it. That's great. No, it is it's um, it isn't like an iconic chorus. Um, if you're like unfamiliar, all you need to do is hit the chorus, and you're like, oh, yes, I've heard this. Of course I've heard this. Um, yeah, really so, great one. So speaking of hitting the chorus, um, I thought this was appropriate as the last song because it's all anybody's going to think about after hearing it, okay? (laughs) You picked What's Up by Four Non-Blondes. Yes. Oh, my God. This is is like the definition of an earworm uh, (laughs) song. Like, you hear it and you will just not stop hearing it until you replace it with another one. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah. Lead singer Linda Perry, um, and at the time when it was um, when she was there, it was uh, all female uh, band. So uh, bassist Krista Hillhouse, guitarist Shauna Hall, and then the drummer was Wanda Day. 1992, and it's just like I think when I think of karaoke hits, <laughs> would we ever do a mix of just karaoke? Hits? Oh, that is a great one. Yeah, go to karaoke songs. Yeah, yeah like yeah. this is on that. This has to be on it because it's just it's kind of perfect for like top of the lung screaming karaoke. Well, and <laughs> this is one that if you're not that strong vocally, the whole crowd will join in with you. Yes, so you, you exactly. kind of drowns you out because everybody by the end is into it. <laughs> 
So, um, I, yes, absolutely. It's, it's like a bit of a crowd pleaser there. <laughs> the thing that made me really laugh about the song as I was researching it is that um, I read, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll read like the critical reviews of these songs. And, and I just feel sometimes critics, if there's like an award for how dickish a critic could be, I feel, <laughs> I feel there should be because this one is so great. It's such a, it's such a teardown of this song. So Dean, uh, Dean Ween is his name. And he said, it's as bad as music gets. Everything about the song is so awful that if I sat down and tried to write the worst song ever, I couldn't even make it 10% of the reality of how awful that song is. <laughs> Just like, that is eviscerating. <laughs> okay, well, first off, the guy's name is Dean Ween, okay? <laughs> so he clearly got mocked incessantly as a child. I mean, he and, must have been, And became a critic just to kind of lash out uh, against everyone. So I, I right. think that's a big part of this. It's possible that that's what's happening, yeah. Because yeah. I don't think it's it's as bad as music gets. I actually quite enjoy the song, so there's that. <laughs> <laughs> But there you go. Our extra bonus tracks wrapped up. Well, you heard us mention there that we should do a karaoke mix at some point, And we did indeed do that. And we have four more bonus tracks from that karaoke mix. So enjoy this one. Welcome back to bonus tracks for your super awesome mix. Still on the theme of karaoke night. So we start off with, Samri, your first bonus track. And uh, this one... Not a family-friendly karaoke song, but it's a great one. If you can pull it off, Forgot About Dre by Dr. Dre and Eminem. Yes, and definitely not, and definitely not family-friendly. Um, but, I mean, it, we were just talking about iconic openings to songs with track 12, and funny enough, also about rap, you know, and, like, being able to rap. This one is, is a really, really tough one. So you either do this early when you've got, like, a lot of energy and you can do your best to keep up with the lyrics, or you do it late where you're just going to string them all together anyway and it doesn't matter. But um, I feel like if you are my age group especially and you kind of grew up with this in high school like I did, you know, high school, early college, or late middle school around that time period – um, it just brings back so many memories. The crowd that you're with is going to love it. Um, you know, Eminem's like chorus is is the reason that people want to sing this. You know, uh, nowadays, everybody want to talk. They got something to say, like nothing comes out. Yeah, it's hard not to sing it right now. I won't. I won't keep <laughs> singing it. <laughs> but I think this was like for me, I can't think of another song that kind of got me into rap in the first place. I think this was it really might've been like my first exposure to my friend playing this song and me being like, Whoa, what is that? Cause I was listening to like oldies and rock and like classic rock and that kind of stuff that uh, was on the radio station, um, that I primarily got music through. And then I heard this and you know, it was like, Whoa, that sounds really different and I love it. So that's why I wanted to throw this on there too. Now I love this song too. It's, it's a great one. Um, can listen to it over and over again. I don't think I've ever heard it in karaoke, but now that you've put it on this list, I'm like, I, I maybe I should try it. I don't know. Or, or you know, try yeah. to get somebody else to do it. It's really hard. I, yeah. we, we tried it um, in a karaoke session like years ago and you start off, everyone starts off really excited and strong. And then it's just, I think we ended up skipping it about halfway through because it was too hard. It's <laughs> too, it's, it's hard. Yeah. It was a couple of minutes when everyone's into it and excited to hear it is really fun. <laughs> Um, all right, let's go to another one that is actually like pretty hard to sing along to, but is a is a great pick here. It's the end of the world as we know it by REM. Yeah, so this you're absolutely right. It's not easy to sing at all, 
But the people who know the words to this song could probably pull it off. Yes. And similar to some of my other picks, you don't have to be a great singer to pull this off either, right? You just, if you can kind of keep up with the words, you're going to be in pretty good shape on this one. And then the key is, can you get somebody up there with you to kind of do the the background vocals as it's going along? The, you know, time I had some, if you can get someone to come along and do that for you, like that really like just, just nails it. Nails yes, it down like from the there. Next so level karaoke. Yeah. that's right. Yeah, not an easy one. But again, if you just know the lyrics, which I think, like, you know, if you're kind of nerdy, you probably went in and learned all the lyrics, right? And then you just kind of, if you could just keep up that way, you don't have to be a great singer. Yes. Yeah, it is amazing. There are definitely people who know all the lyrics to it. And I'm so impressed by that um, because there are a lot. Like, there are a lot. <laughs> There's a lot. Very, yeah. <laughs> very short amount of time, but. <laughs> great song also always reminds me of the movie independence day which we have mentioned before um which is still just such a great movie such a great movie i'm gonna plug it again but that's the opening (laughs) the opening track to that movie and it's it's look guys help will smith out okay (laughs) yes send your friends a couple of copies of independence day (laughs) yes (laughs) all right yeah i don't remember the last movie he did just just you know Come on. He's done some great things for America. Help him out. Um, great. All right. So your last pick here, you went with All Star by Smash Mouth. Again, I think from 1999. Is yes, that right? That, that is right. 1999. The year. I mean, there's like a music documentary, 1971. There has to. There needs to be one for 1999. What a great year for music. We might. Yeah, maybe we'll make that documentary. Oh, I love that idea. Let's do, we could do like an Indiegogo to be like, let's do a music documentary in the year 1999. Yes. Um, but yes, this is a very singable song. Like you will have no trouble singing every single word to this song. Um, again, kind of a crowd pleaser. Everyone knows it. It was the opening track to Shrek, uh, which also made it even more <laughs> popular than it already was. Um, and it's just a lot of fun. I, I love I love Smash Mouth and I especially love this song of theirs. So. That's why I always pick it whenever I do karaoke. Yeah, it was in Shrek and it was in a Gatorade ad too, I think. Oh, okay. That like sounds it familiar. Was, I, yeah, I should probably have known this maybe if I'd done a little more research. But, I mean, it's got to be. It must have sold like millions and millions of copies of this yes. single. I mean, yeah. just a massive hit. Uh, but, yeah, it was everywhere in 1999. Yeah, it really was. Oh, great song. All right. Let's go to the final track here, a um, a nine-minute pick for karaoke, which is a bold, bold choice, and you'll tell us all about that. American Pie by Don McLean. Okay, so this is must, mostly a public service announcement is what I'm doing, right? And, okay. and you hit the nail on the head, Samer. People forget this is a nine-minute song. And so, and I've seen this happen at karaoke night. They get up there and they're like, I'm doing American Pie. Everybody knows the song. Everybody gets into the chorus. The part that, you know, slips people's minds when when they decide they're going to do this is that it's a nine minute song. And if (laughs) you cannot, one, if you're not Don McLean, right? Because obviously if Don McLean just gets up at karaoke night and sings this song, like everyone's losing their mind, right? Because it's his song. But otherwise, if you cannot keep the energy up for all nine minutes, like, don't do it. Don't yes. do it. And this is just a classic karaoke mistake 
because people think, well, everybody knows the song. Everybody loves the song. But I think everybody just forgets how long the song is. And commonly, people just hear the radio edit, which is like half as long. Mm. So a lot of people don't even realize that the full-length version is is this long. So it's a great song. It's a great song to sing along to. But please, people, don't do it on karaoke night. <laughs> That's a really good PSA. I like that. Um, yeah, I think it's like it's probably like you get through the chorus being sung twice before you realize how how much longer you have to go. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Now we're at the high school football game. Okay. Now we're at the dance. Okay. And now we're moving on. Okay. We're in the dark. I mean, it's just it just kind of goes on and on. And again, great song. And if I'm seeing Don McLean in concert, it's all I want to hear from Don McLean, right? Yeah. But I, you know, random person at karaoke night, again, unless you just have, actually, you know what? I'm going to put someone else in the mix. Jack Black, right? I bet Jack Black could bring the energy for nine minutes to pull off American Pie. So unless you're Don McLean or or Jack Black, please don't, please don't get up and try to sing American Pie. (laughs) I love it. That's a very good note. (laughs) All right. So there you have it. Four more bonus tracks. Last up in this first edition of bonus tracks from 2021, we have tracks that opened up an album, our opening tracks mix. Four more opening tracks for you. Welcome back to bonus tracks for your super awesome mix. Again, we're still going with opening tracks to albums. And Samra, you get the opener on our bonus tracks. And you picked a band I was not familiar with, Fru Fru, and their song, Let Go. Yes. So this is off of their only album in 2002. Um, a member you are likely familiar with is Imogen Heap. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, so she's one of the members of Fru Fru. Um, Guy Sigworth is the other person uh, that helped like produce this album. And this was also off the Garden State album, so yet another introduction that I got. The song Let Go is what opens it up, and I think that was also what was featured in the movie as well. Um, it is just a beautiful song, and I and it's a, it's a really beautiful album. I don't know if it's good news or bad news that there was only ever one, you know, because sometimes it's like, it's just, it's perfect as one, and it never, it never gets spoiled. You never have to think, ah, oh, like, this just kind of went downhill, and I really only loved her one. <laughs> Um, so it's just like, it's a nice little time capsule of, of, of an album for me because, uh, whenever it came out, I, again, just had it on repeat and this song in particular, um, continues to get playtime in my life all of these years later. Now, I really like the song and, and just some of the lyrics that there's beauty in the breakdown. They say that several times and just let go, let go, jump in. I mean, I, I don't know. I think that's a really good message. Obviously, as long as you're not being dangerous, but you know, just letting right, go of right. some of the uh, things that we all have in our lives that maybe hold us up. Yeah, I love it. Um, exactly. It's just all about, like you said, letting go and jumping in. Um, really fun. Yeah, it's a great song. All right. Your bonus track, your opening one. You've got Back on the Block, Quincy Jones, the title track off the album. Yeah, and this technically is not the opening track. There is like a 30-second prologue right before it that always kind of Sure. It just runs right into this track. So I kind of consider this the opening track. I'll allow track. it. I'll okay. allow it. We'll allow it. <laughs> but um, this this album was just, I don't know, I just, I love this album. It came out in like the mid-80s, mid to late 80s, won a ton of Grammy awards. And he just had so many big names on this album. Um, on this track alone, he's got Ice-T, 
uh, Big Daddy Kane, Cool Mo D. Uh, so it's, you know, got the Quincy Jones kind of rhythm and, uh, you know, composition behind it along with these rappers. And so it was a very interesting combination at that point in time because rap was considered such a departure from just any other kind of music at that point. So mm-hmm. um, that was really cool to see. And then just the rest of the album, there's there's so many great jazz musicians that make an appearance. Um, you get Ray Charles and Shaka Khan on there. So, I mean, definitely an album worth checking out. But I think this uh, this opening track is just incredible. It's so good. It's uh, And I mean, yeah, he's like one of the most prolific music producers of all time, right? Um, well, the thing that I keep jumping to now in my head with Quincy Jones, we've mentioned Fly to the Concords in our bonus material. Um, there's an episode, this is like a, a deep cut, but there's an episode where the band manager, Murray, believes he's met Quincy mm-hmm. Jones's brother. Um, and he asked the guys, he asked the band members, like, who, what has Quincy Jones uh, produced? And one of the guys says, Michael Jackson's off the wall. And he's like, yeah, off the freaking planet. Like, that guy is crazy. <laughs> Not... Yeah. The writing is so good. That like, is good. Not even identifying that that's the title of, of an album. Oh, that's great. That's... Uh, oh, I love it. Um, all right, your second bonus track. You picked Marching Bands of Manhattan by Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, and I was in on this one just by the song title alone. Yes, it's really good. Um, I need more Ben Gibbard in my mixes for sure. And more... Uh, so Death Cab is, is the way to do it. I haven't done a postal service, I don't think, yet. That'll come soon. Um, I Yeah, this is off the album Plans, 2005. I was in college when it came out. Um, I think it was perfect for me at that point in my life because, you know, again, like especially early college, you think you're an adult. <laughs> and I realize as I get older that, like, you are still <laughs> such a child in a way. Um, <laughs> and and I'm sure that young people listening to this um, will be like eye roll at me because that's like what I heard too and I, I rolled it at them for sure like there are you know there's levels of maturity some are going to be more some are not so speaking for myself I should say let me let me just like change that speaking for myself I was not yet mature but I thought I was <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah it was just an amazing album like it was it had such like again another like melancholy feel this song really does represent like the rest of what you're going to hear on the album. I can listen to this start to finish without skipping a single track. Um, and I love the opening lines. You know, if I could open my arms and span the length of the Isle of Manhattan, I bring it to where you are making a lake of the East River in Hudson. I just, I love that imagery. So rich. And it says a lot with its, with its lyrics. And the rest of the album is just as beautiful. Yeah, the lyrics are great. The one that I wrote down was, I wish we could open our eyes to see all directions at the same time. I love yeah. that. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, yes, all right. Let us take this home. The last bonus track. You've got U2 on the mix, actually for the first time between the two of us, which I'm impressed by. Um, Where the Streets Have No Name. Yeah, this... Off of the quintessential album, Joshua yeah, Tree. Yeah, this was like a last-minute change on, on my picks. Um, I had another track in here, which I might use for another mix. So I'm not going to say what it was, but um, right. I remembered yeah. this as the opening track from Joshua Tree. And I was like, oh, I got to get it on there. And I even thought about redoing you know, the main mix, but I decided to leave that mm-hmm. be. But um, you know, Joshua Tree, like you said, an amazing album. And I just love the slow build of this one. And then it just kicks in and it's just driving the whole time. And uh, I don't know, the song always gets me fired up. 
the, the other thing I think about is when I lived in uh, New England for a few years, you know, they don't have huge street signs like they do in Texas. Mm-hmm. And uh, I used to drive around and get lost all the time looking for some random basketball gym. And all that right. would run through my head is where the streets have no names. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so both a metaphorical meaning and a quite, quite a literal, literal meaning, meaning for you. That's how I felt about living in New England. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, this is just like you two sound in a bottle, right? Like this is this is them. Um, I would say if you want to know if you've never heard you two and you're introducing it to someone, this is a great song to introduce you to them. Um, and the rest of the album is really powerful. I mean, this includes the song "With or Without You," which I think a lot of other people would be familiar with as well. Um, they, God, they've had so many albums. It's crazy. Yeah, so many albums. What a prolific and, band. Yeah, and and so many just great songs off those albums. You know. Yes, a lot of respect. I know they get a lot of hate, but I mean, what big bands don't get a lot of hate, right. to I be think honest? It's just, yeah, kind of law of large numbers. Just the more you get, the exactly. more people are going to kind of hate you. So, Yeah, but now I'm a U2 fan. I there like them. Go. This is All great. Right. All right. I think that's it. That that takes us to the bottom of our, or the top of our bonus tracks. Yep. So there you have it. Some bonus tracks from some of your favorite mixes from our first season of Super Awesome Mix. Come on back next week. We're going to have some more bonus tracks for you. And of course, season two is right around the corner. Super Awesome Mix is brought to you by DLM. Make shopping easy with DLM, the one-stop shop for all your casual clothing needs. Shop dlmsupplycode.com and enter the promo code AWESOME at checkout to save 15% off your first purchase. That's dlmsupplycode.com.